Okay, we're recording. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for joining us today for the Office of Assessor Recorder's Budget Priorities Presentation for fiscal years 2022 and 2023. My name is Holly Lung and I will be facilitating today's meeting. Joining me from the Assessor's Office are our Finance Managers, Rachel Cooperman, Simone Jacques, Deputy Director of Operations, Douglas Light, our Assessor, Joaquin Torres, and Annie Ma in the Department of Technology, helping us support on operations. Before we begin the presentation, I'd like to just share some housekeeping items. Today's meeting is being recorded. By default, attendees will be muted and their video will be disabled. Only presenters will have their video on. We will also have a public comment period where speakers will be given two minutes to provide public comment regarding the budget presentation. And here you'll see a preview of that access number and call-in number. The number is 415-655-0001, access code 146-724-0902. When connected, you'll be brought into the meeting and automatically muted in a listening mode only. Lastly, this presentation will be available on our website at sfassessor.org slash budget, where you'll also be able to provide additional comments. Now, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our San Francisco Assessor, Joaquin Torres. Thank you so much, Holly, uh, and thank, thank you, those of you who are joining us today, um, and to the entire team at the Assessor's Office. Um, as Holly mentioned, my name is Joaquin Torres, and I'm the Assessor Recorder for the City and County of San Francisco. Uh, this is my first week being the Assessor Recorder. I was just sworn in by Mayor Breed um, uh, earlier this week on Monday, and very much looking forward to working with all of you uh, and meeting new faces, uh, listening to new voices uh, through this role. Um, but I just wanted to share the agenda for the presentation today. Um, we will be providing an overview of the office's functions. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of the recent accomplishments that the office has made possible and what those positive impacts have been uh, to the city because of them. Uh, and then we'll close uh, the meeting today, the presentation part of the meeting today by focusing on our baseline budget um, along with some of the proposals for the budget in the years to come. Um, so again, uh, we'll go through those three items and we will um, be getting right now. Um, each of the 58 California counties up and down the state has their own assessor. Um, they are governed um, uh, by state code and it's a state elected board of equalization that provides oversight and standards uh, to each assessor's office. Uh, the responsibilities break down into three core areas um, and the majority of staff uh, value or assess property. So the um, the majority of staff uh, value or assess property. Uh, the recorder is the official record keeper um, uh, for our county. And we have a fantastic, uh, strong uh, team that reviews um, uh, and grants exemptions, uh, which total about $16 billion last year, uh, primarily benefiting nonprofits, schools, 
veterans, uh, homeowners, uh, and a few others. Next slide, please. So here is uh, the department broken down by divisions and functions of the Office of Assessor Recorder. Um, the recorder, that's where the pipeline starts, um, at our recorder counter, where there are approximately 200,000 documents that are processed annually, uh, and that includes marriage licenses. We have transactions, uh, and that transactions unit reviews and evaluates recorded real estate transactions to determine whether reassessment is required. And finally, we have real property, uh, and we have real property. Re the real property unit assesses all taxable real property, identifies ownership, reviews changes in ownership, um, under all under a Prop 13 framework to establish a taxable value. Um, exemptions, our exemptions unit applies all legal exemptions, including homeowners and transfers from parents to child. Uh, business personal property, um, division which identifies values and audits um, uh, assets to the city's business such as machinery uh, and equipment and these are our public facing divisions uh, we also have a back office um, of the office administrative team that oversees finance that oversees uh the the back of office uh, work that we do um, finance human resources and information technology Our city has hundreds of sources of revenue, everything from fees um, uh, to play at municipal golf courses, federal funding, state funding we receive for CalWORKs, uh, to business taxes and property taxes. As you can see here, property tax brings in 32.6% of the general fund source uh, and 3.3 billion to local services and public education, um, of which 65% of those funds are general fund budget dollars. The remaining 35% supports the San Francisco Unified School District, the Community College, um, OCII, the Office of Community Investment and Infrastructure, BART, uh, and other taxing entities. And then here are some other ways that the city's investments in our, in our office yields uh, high returns for the city. As uh, my predecessor, Carmen Chu, uh, who is now the city administrator of the city and county of San Francisco, um, uh, would share in many of the presentations uh, that, that I've seen, is that when the, the assessor's office does well, the city and county of San Francisco does well. So for the last five years, the office has exceeded revenue projections by over a half a billion dollars. Uh, that means more funds to improve public services um, and also forestalling budget cuts that no one likes to see. Um, the rapid assessment uh, growth that's uh, from education funding requirements resulted in a one-time return of $545 million in, uh, in ERAF funds to San Francisco, which resulted in millions um, allocated for affordable housing, children's services, educator wages, and homeless and behavioral health services. Uh, another area where we increased uh, efficiencies at the office is the collection of transfer tax which is another strong source of revenue. Through that transfer tax audit program, the office has recaptured $38 million from big downtown real estate owners um, who sometimes underreport that transfer tax. Compared to just five years ago, this last number represents that our increased tax base has meant increased bonding capacity of over 2.6 billion, 
which expands our city's ability for repairs for capital infrastructure and recent affordable housing uh, efforts, such as the affordable housing bond. We also, um, at the assessor's office, uh, won uh, the coveted Good Government Award from uh, SPUR last year by accomplishing what seemed uh, uh, to so many impossible, eliminating a years long backlog and closing the roll on time, the roll on time for the first time in 25 years. That means that taxpayers were no longer burdened with multiple years of catch up bills. Um, uh, and again, congratulations to the assessor's team uh, for making all of that possible. Um, I'm very, very grateful to be part of an office uh, that is doing such excellent, excellent work. Um, last year, uh, saw the one uh, the on time close uh, on the roll, which grew by 7.5 percent from the from the prior year, or around 20.3 billion dollars. This additional value means 239 million dollars for the city's general fund and critical city services. And then additionally, uh, the assessor's um, office has implemented important technology improvements to both of the major information systems. Uh, a new recorder system, uh, which went live last summer and has modernized uh, the recording functionality. And then phase one of the property assessment system, which went live just last month. Both systems ensure the safety, integrity, and accuracy of the data that comes out of the assessor's office and really does move the office uh, into today and the future. All of these improvements truly do contribute to a stronger foundation for the city to weather those rainy days and against instability from other more volatile funding sources. In this coming year, um, we're going to continue focusing on maintaining our programs and securing uh, our technology systems. We're going to continue to keep pace with new assessments, um, uh, as we know that appeals have been growing in the last year due to, due to the, the implications from, from COVID and its associated economic decline that we've been seeing. The current property tax system dates back to the dawn of the floppy disk, running on software that runs on a dead programming language we went live with the first phase of that project, as I mentioned in, in January, and we're now moving into the next phase. And then additionally, just, just this year in, uh, in compliance with the uh, requirements of the office, the newly established Office of Racial Equity, um, our department uh, at the assessor's office just created our first racial equity action plan. Uh, in doing so, uh, we've developed a core team of staff to determine the action items we want to implement uh, and how we want to implement them. Uh, that includes developing an internship and fellowship program within the office, as well as reviewing, updating um, our office's hiring and recruitment processes, all with the goal of increasing the number of communities of color um, who are welcomed into our staff, who are welcomed into our office. Um, and really focusing on the African-American and Black communities of our city, um, as well as the Latinx communities of San Francisco. This slide shows a five-year comparison of our office's uh, impact and budget. Uh, $3.6 billion in revenue last year, compared with $3 billion in 2018 and 2019. Um, and we're very excited to share the growth and exemptions for transfers from parent to child, homeowners, and charitable organizations. 
Uh, in the current fiscal year, um, where we are today, our office has a budget of 39 million uh, with a staff of 183. And it's important to note that our budget does include the costs um, of, the system up, of the systems upgrade for three departments, the controller's office, the treasurer and tax collector, and the assessor assessor's office uh, in two different systems. So here is our um, proposed budget in some more, some more detail. Uh, just some of the key takeaways to, to note here is that there are no uh, new initiatives. Um, there is a, a budget increase that's represented by salaries, salaries for existing employees, uh, increases uh, as a result of labor and union negotiations, um, a fringe increase due to mandated health care uh, and pension requirements, um, and then the budget for the three offices that I mentioned before, the PACs, um, uh, decreases in fiscal years 21 and 22. This is the uh, mayor's uh, reduction uh, target that she's presented to departments um, that we are looking at based on her, uh, her instructions to us for uh, both the, uh, the, the first year in required cuts in addition to some contingency planning that we're looking uh, to reduce general fund support to the assessor's office by $1.6 million from uh, 28.4 million in fiscal years 2021 to 22, um, baseline budget to 26.4 million in fiscal year 2021-2022, um, to 27.2 million in fiscal years 2022 to 2023. Um, uh, and also, as I mentioned, submitting a contingency reduction of about half a million in ongoing general fund cuts. So we're right now exploring what those options look like uh, to reduce the budget without impacting staff uh, and operations. Uh, and that will include looking at the increase in recorder revenue, utilizing interdepartmental services, and then reducing funding for positions that will not be filled. So the challenges ahead for us, a number of annual uh, appeals that were filed in fiscal year 2019 to 2020 was up 96%, 96% over fiscal year 2018-2019. Um, that's around 1,106 um, to 2,173. Um, the value of property tax revenue at risk has increased by about 106% from 186 um, a million dollars uh, or so from a year ago to 382 million and change today. Um, the hearing and settling of appeals is very time intensive and extremely important for us to protect our city's revenue base. So what are our next steps? Um, uh, on February 22nd, we submit our budget, our proposed budget to the controller uh, and the mayor. Um, and then uh, have ongoing conversations with the mayor's, uh, the mayor's office around that budget. Um, she finally will submit her proposed budget on June 1st to the Board of Supervisors, who then spend uh, June and July doing review and oversight of that budget through the Budget and Finance Committee that we will be presenting at in terms of what our final budget looks like that the mayor has accepted by that time. And then on August 1st, adoption of the final budget. And now uh, to kind of close this out um, in terms of how we want to hear from you or any of your comments, uh, Holly Lung will, uh, will join us for this slide.
Thank you, Assessor Torres. We will now open up public comment. Members of the public who wish to provide comment should call 415-655-0001, access code 146-724-0902, then pound and then pound again. Members of the public who are already on the line and wish to speak should now dial star three, if you have not already done so, to be added to the speaker line. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or computer. Moderator, are there any members of the public in queue who wish to make a comment? We have one person who is connected by the stream with their hand raised. I'll unmute that person right now. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes I can. can hear you. Yes, who? It is David Pilpel. Good afternoon, everyone. I see Douglas smiling and waving and Joaquin. Um, okay, so I will try to keep it to two minutes because there could be hundreds of people with comments. Um, so uh, please post uh, today's agenda and presentation on the website as separate PDFs if you can. I need to read them carefully in order to respond effectively. Uh, Administrative Code Section 3.3 has some new detailed requirements for these public uh, budget meetings. In particular, I'm wondering where is the content required under Section 3.3C and 3.3C2 posted on the web. 3.3C2 uh, requires a draft of the agency's proposed budget to be posted on the agency's website at least 72 hours in advance of this meeting. And I searched all around and could not find it. It was very sad for me. Um, wondering how can people uh, without email, like me, provide written comments on the proposed budget. Remember, not everyone has digital access, good internet service, or uses email. We should try to meet people where they are. I was going to ask for the name, title, and a good phone number to uh, contact the uh, budget staff person in the department. I would assume that it's uh, Rachel at 5598 uh, or Holly at 5386, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, I know that all city employees, including the assessor recorders uh, employees, are doing incredibly important work at this most difficult time, and I want to recognize that. Uh, I was going to ask how the 7.5% reduction in general fund support uh, would affect the department's ability to deliver critical public services, including uh, revenue for the city, um, but you covered most of that in the slide presentation very quickly. Uh, I'm wondering when the 2020 annual report uh, for the office uh, will be uh, posted on the web. I just looked at the 2019 uh, report, which was kind of, can I have another 30 seconds? Please do, David, yeah. thank you. Okay. Um, the 2019 annual report I just uh, looked through, it was uh, very good on narrative, but I didn't find the uh, budget and financial and organizational stuff that I would be looking for. Uh, I'm also looking for a list of FTE by division within the office so that I can, um, again, better comment on uh, the budget. Uh, two last points. Phone coverage right now is uh, inconsistent. Uh, I'm wondering if key employees who either have or can be assigned uh, cell phones can have uh, calls from their desk phones 
uh, forwarded so they can be reachable during uh, office hours and at least the main number have a live person answer during the day and ensure that people check their voicemail regularly. Some voicemail numbers now have messages that say it's not going to be checked for a while. Please email. Well, not everyone has email. And finally, there is a lot of information on the assessor's uh, website. Uh, it is pretty well organized. I am impressed, and the fact sheets in particular are very helpful. So, uh, to Joaquin, I know that uh, you, you you've got big shoes to fill, but you've got uh, a lot of uh, support around you, and I hope you do a good, great job. Uh, I can also follow up with you. I've got your number, and I see you're in the office. Thanks very much, everyone. Great. Thanks, David. There appears to be no one else in the queue at this time. Thank you. There are no callers. Public comment is now closed. Thank you again for joining us today for the Office of Assessor Recorder's budget presentation. As we suggested, written comment can still be submitted on our website at ssassessor.org slash budget. You can always uh, also uh, submit written comment to City Hall if you through mail and attention Holly Long. We hope you've enjoyed the presentation. And on behalf of the assessor's office, I want to wish everyone a happy Lunar New Year, happy happiness, prosperity, and good health in the year of the ox. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holly. Thank you.